This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hey, October 6th is here. This day in history is here. Armand Kachigian is here. Our producer, Andrew Allen, just yeah. walked out the door. And his coffee. My name's Tony Hubert. Get out of here. We're brought to you by Amazon.com and Audible.com here on lineupmedia.fm. You can subscribe to this show through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or any major podcast outlet. And if you're a longtime listener and haven't subscribed yet, please do. And when you do, if you would, leave us a five-star review. Armand will personally uh, write you a soliloquy and perform it at your uh, behest. Do a little poetry today. Yeah. You omitted somebody big. Okay, good. Dummy. I like to leave things off just to see if you're paying Actually, attention. Actually, it's not going to be a good show because I'm pretty happy. I got some nude pictures from my the gal. Remember the date I had the other night? We're already to the exchanging nude pictures stage. So things hmm. are, haven't touched her, but it seems like uh, sexting's going well. Well, it seems very hey, quick. listen, for me, that's good enough. Yeah, that's, that's close. Don't fly too close to the sun there, Icarus. I'm going to put my phone on my lap <laughs> and have sex with it. Just... Can you text me repeatedly? <laughs> you? <laughs> no, oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to vibrate. <laughs> I'm going to sit on it. Text me. Uh, anyway, yeah, we were just talking about this Nobel Peace Prize. Well, today, you. on October 6th, usually uh, we begin. Uh, yeah, well, uh, let's you, begin with. But we're going to begin with something that happened uh, just today in 2017. Yeah. The awarding of the Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. Yeah. Uh, and it goes to whom, Armand? Well, let me look it up. I want to get this right before I spit in their faces. <laughs> You know, this is outright folly. Like, you know, even you said it correctly. They, they, they're running out of people to give this stupid <laughs> prize to. Peace. Anti-nuke, some anti-nuclear zealots. Okay. Peace prize. Well, go ahead with your... I, I, I don't even want to... I don't even know if we should discuss it. It's so stupid. You're telling me these guys got 750 grand? Well, Anti-nuclear spl- weapons group. Spl- ICANN? I-C-A-N? You ever heard of these guys? Barrett Rice Anderson, the no, oh, that's a committee member. Okay, Camp, international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Gee, I wonder what they've accomplished. Why don't you go to North Korea and start there? God, idiots. Mm. Let's see. We live in a. I'm, I'm citing Mrs. Uh, Bar- Rice Anderson, the Nobel Committee chair, the chairperson. We live in a world where the risk of nuclear weapons being used is greater than it has been for a long time. Why? I don't know. I don't get, where did that come from? Groundbreaking efforts to achieve a treaty prohibition on nuclear weapons. Have you ever heard of this people? I've never heard of them. Now, here's my thing on all nukes. Uh-oh. You can, you can reduce by 90%, by 99%. It don't matter. Unless they're all gone. There's always the chance. Also, deterrent works every day. Detergents? Deterrent. Detergents sometimes work every day. Use era. That's a good one. Okay. But deterrent works every day until the day it doesn't. Yeah, but this is a different kind of thing here. Deterrence, we're not going to end the world. That's what deterrence 
you know, yeah. deters. But we're not going to deter like some maniac from you know a, a suitcase no, bomb. No, you're not. That's but you why can't I said, do anything like until that, you get to the point where you've removed a hundred percent of nuclear devices yeah, for not. for you know for for explosion purposes, not for nuclear energy, or until you know that there is no is it fissible material fissible fissible material for a suitcase bomb. Which is the fear. It's not easy to do. I know it's not easy to do. I don't think it's impossible, But you you would agree it's a legit fear? No. I think if if you want to fear something, fear biological or chemical warfare. I fear that as well. That's that's something some idiot can do. I fear someone getting the smallpox tubes out of someplace. The reservoir in New York or whatever. If they start attacking that stuff, then we're in trouble. Because that doesn't take much. No. So that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Why you give it to these idiots? All right, listen, ICANN, a coalition of hundreds of non-governmental organizations, NGOs, I love them, is 10 years old and is based in Geneva, Switzerland. The group received 9 million Swedish kroner. Wow, 1.1 million. Man, oh man, I didn't know they make that, that kind of money. Well, why don't you do something yeah. and get an award? Listen, I, I want to hey, listen. I want to get rid of all the nukes. Can I win an award? Get on the you list. Need 1.1 million. We'll go well, do something, though. You gotta, you, I think you have to uh, promote me, don't you? Well, you need more than a podcast. Along with a medal. I get a medal, too? Oh, absolutely. And a diploma. A well, wow. let's not go crazy. I'll put it next to my podiatry. I'd rather get a medal and a jacket. <laughs> like I won the Masters, and I, here's my medal. I think I'd rather get a silver tea set. That would be lovely. That'd be nice. Yeah, I can't see you drinking uh, out of a silver tea set. No, I'd sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Something hockable. This is a man who would. He'd, yeah. he'd win the Super Bowl, be presented with the ring, and be like, okay, do I hear 5,000, 5,000, 6, 6,000, 7, 7,000. Well, we're going to talk about Betty Davis today. <laughs> they, they, uh, they had an auction for her uh, one of her Oscars, and Spielberg paid like five hundred eighty grand for it, and then he gave it to the Academy. I don't know. What, what, what do they need it for? He's basically donating yeah, to, the, but uh, to the Academy? What no, he's her? basically donating to the uh, Davis estate. That's okay. what he's doing. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right, so let's start with Oh, yeah, the by the way, yesterday we were talking about James oh, Bond. Oh, you want to clean something well, up? Well, a British James Bond. You got to go with Roger Moore, I guess, right? We forgot about him. Or English. English James Bond, yes. But technically, I think I looked it up. British includes Australia, too. So oh, it does. You were wrong. Okay. Anybody in the Commonwealth, apparently. So is Canadian British? I guess so. Well, if Australian is. Is Bermuda British? Anything in the Commonwealth. That includes uh, Rwanda. And uh, what are the other ones? Uh, is Angola still in the Commonwealth? I mean, well, they got like a bunch of African countries in there, too. I don't know if Angola. South Africa, of course. In the Commonwealth? Yeah. Now, they, or was it, uh, who's the one with the machine gun on their flag? Oh, um, Mozambique. I got a buddy in Mozambique. Yeah. That's a great thing to have on a flag, an AK-47. That'll tell you something. I like the flag from the in-law. Remember the in-laws? The guy had the, all the, the nude women on there? That was a great flag. Do, do membership. I know there's several. I think Rwanda dropped out, but they were in there too for a while. Yeah, there's some unlikely countries in the Commonwealth. I think they just want to participate in the Commonwealth Games because there's no there's no advantage to being in it anymore. You know, you know, you a lot, have, a lot of a lot of Lord a Nelson. lot of East Africa it was in in it as a republic at one time. You know. My oh my! Look at all those countries. Yeah, well, the, 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 the sun truly never did set on the on the British Empire. Too many to mention, Armon. Yes, and the moon never rose on the British Empire. No, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, Australia, and New right. Zealand, South Africa. And 
Okay, Canada. so you want to so begin with 69 BC? I, I do, guess. just BC. to see if you know anything about this event. No, um, I don't, but I, well, I kind of know what happened afterwards. It's the Battle of Tigra Naserta. Yeah, well, Tigran is a, uh, you know, the Armenians, a lot of Armenians are named Tigran yeah. Petrosian. Yes. World chess champion. Yeah, okay. So the forces of uh, Lucellus. The Le- no, Lucullus. Lucullus? Yeah. The Roman Republic uh, general, the army, uh, they defeat the Armenian army yeah. led by King Tigranus. Or Tigranus. Yeah. Tigranus, yeah. Tigranus the Great. Yeah. This happens in 69 BCE. Um, we got to get Ocho Man in here. I'm sure he knows everything about this battle. He might. Yeah, are you kidding? He knows everything about the Dallas Cowboys. But right. Not, you know, not, if they fought the Roman, the history if they fought the Roman Republic, you'd, you'd be up to date on it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be Tony Romo versus Tigranus, Tigranus yeah. the Great. So this is when Armenia is still a big concern. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, big nation. Yes. Well, yeah, they weren't affiliated with anybody. They had an empire. Yeah, and, it, it's a crossroads of... Well, uh, this was the third... It's actually a crossroads at that point, Armin, of, of the entire world. It still is. Well, yeah, but been geographically reduced in size considerably. Yeah, well, the church in Granite City is more or less uh, on the par with St. Peter's, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, and Ar- that they both have Ar- a cross. Ar- architecturally, yeah. Somewhat. Anyway, I'd, I'd rather listen to our priests than the Pope. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, the, the thing about this is I, I like I like like to discuss Lucullus here. This is the third we were talking about. This is the third Mithridatic War. Oh yeah, remember okay. him? Yeah, yeah. Mithridides. Yeah, I was telling you about himself. the Mithridides. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the third war, and okay. he allied himself. He was married to I think Tigranes' sister or something. Wow. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, I need help. The Romans are you know the Romans kicking ass." So he went to visit Tigranes, and he you know. Not a smart Armenian. Yeah, sure, we'll help you out. Uh, they got kicked. They got their asses kicked. But Lucullus, Lucullus kind of like, he was a pretty good guy, actually. He was a good administrator. He wasn't one of those guys that, you know, I'm going to put your city to the torch. Right. And rape all your women and then dash your children's heads on, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Put your the, grand, true, the true brutalizers. Yeah, your father's heads on pikes and all that shit. He wasn't that kind of guy. So he kind of gave him a little lull. He'd rather go and have a Lucullan repast. A Lucullan yes, repast? he's a famous gastronome. Huh. Oh yeah, this guy loved to eat. Let me tell you. Haven't so you he, ever heard that saying? No, I have not. I've not, but it's interesting yeah. because he defeated the army that Right, and he kind of gave him a little That's yeah. got they've got wine, they've got good food. Oh they, yeah. They've got everything you'd want if you want to have a nice repast. And he yeah, and it's and he kind of well, his soldiers, I mean, this, he's been fighting for years. Okay? They win this big battle and his soldiers say, "No more. This is, you know, we're not fighting anymore. Mm-hmm. I shall fight no more forever." Or at least until Pompey comes along. Right, right. Anyway, so they take a break. And uh, uh, actually, Mithridates and Tigranes cut their shit together and kind of reorganized. Mm-hmm. Then Pompey took over oh, for Lucullus. And this then kicked the I forget the name of that battle. It was like two years later, he beat the shit out, and that was the end of that. Uh, God, what was that battle? Atanaxis? Atanaxis, I think it was called. Um, it was a big one. Anyway, he finally ended that. That was the end of the Third Mithridatic War. But uh, Lucullus... Is I'm telling you, he's uh, proverbial for his appetites. Okay, he brought cherry trees and apricots to Rome, and is like, did he bring him out of the Armenian Empire to Rome? From the east, from the east. From the east, okay. Well, the Armenians probably got him from the east as well, right? So anyway, he he had these massive, these massive uh, orgies of of uh, gluttony. So like you know he's always entertaining and so like one night apparently here the story goes when Armand said massive orgies of gluttony, folks, he had the Brightest twinkle in his eye. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cattle was brought in and slaughtered. What's that from? 
Remember that cat that could be read and slaughtered? I don't remember. Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that line. Oh. Anyway, so so he's always entertaining guests, right? So the story goes one night, he's in his room by himself, and uh, he's being served some, you know, reasonably, uh, well, unostentatious uh, viands, because nobody's there, right? So, you know, master, you know, you're not entertaining. He goes, tonight, Lucullus dines with Lucullus. So you bring the good shit. Yeah. In other words, yeah. yeah. Get this crap out of here and bring the pheasants. So is this the is this the guy who gives us the notion of the Roman emperor laying back and being fed grapes? Ah, uh, that's Nero. That's more, more than Nero. But okay. Lucullan repast. Is, yes. An appreciation for the fine foods yeah, and wines. Is, right. Of, this is uh, Epicurean delight uh, or excess uh, if you're a socialist. Well, I've, I've now I've seen the like the tremendous vineyard regions of Armenia. That's you yeah, roll out of wine there. Yeah. yeah. Never been there, never going. Why not? Never look back. Always look forward. You can't go home again. Thomas Said Wolf. Thomas Wolfe, but he's right. dead now, so maybe you can. Well, maybe he went home. I don't know. I'd rather go to Vegas. What if there's a what if you get a good bumble hit in Armenia? There's no, no good looking women are. Are you kidding? Armenian women are beautiful. Uh, I'd like to that's, every that's, that's, that's Ocho man. Every talking. every woman in the Glendale, California region in the Armenian diaspora. Of Southern California, <laughs> fine-looking bunch. Your cousins. I'm not making a hijira to Glendale, uh, California, uh, yeah, get a wife. Yeah. Your cousin Jean and Armand have shown me pictures. It's I've often fine, said, fine, beautiful. Looking my perfect woman. woman is a combination of my three friends: Rochelle, Cynthia, and Anne. Mm. That's, that's that's a great woman. Okay. All right. So 1539, we uh, jump to Hernando de Soto. George Costanza's oh, yeah, favorite he, explorer, no, by the way. Remember what Groucho said? Remember? Oh, shoot. What did he say about Hernando? Yeah, Hernando de Soto. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he, uh, he drove there? No. He, he discovered a great body of water. De Soto water? <laughs> de Soto water. <laughs> forgot that. I did. I did. Some Mark, I thought it was a joke about the car. Some but... Marx Brothers fan. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he and his army, uh, they make their way up to the capital of uh, Anhakia. What the hell is this? Never and the capital it. city is Appalachia, which today is now known as Tallahassee. And I think you got that backwards, right? The capital of Anhaika, the Appalachia capital of so the the capital's Anhaika. Oh, the capital's Anhaika. Appalachia, uh, I guess a tribe, huh? Yeah, the Appalachia, well, which you can see that Apache, Appalachia. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're related. I'm just saying no, that's you got you got your etymology mixed up here. What? Appalachia is where we get Appalachia from. Well, Appalachian. Okay. Mountains. Yeah. And the capital uh, of Anhaika, which is spelled A-N-H-A-I-C-A. See, I don't know how Indians or Native Americans pronounce it. They they, they don't have any umlauts. They don't have any diacritical mark. They don't have anything. And and it's look, it's it's a... But they're great. If you want to keep everything secret, you get a Navajo... Remember that? Oh, Navajo it? code talkers. And then I think they're, who were they using in World War One? They were using a... Oh, did they, they didn't use Navajo in no, World no, War I. Like, they used Navajo in World War II. The Japanese had no clue how to figure that out. Yeah, they had their, they had World War One had their code, you know, their, uh, what'd they call them? Wind talkers? Yeah, wind talkers. Uh, so this is modern day Tallahassee, F- Florida. This is one of the times that... Boy, their football team sucks. Oh, God, did that... So, what happened to them? That just... I thought they were ranked like number three or four. That just fell apart right after the Alabama game at the beginning of the year. Yeah, toothless Gators, man. Uh, 
No, 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 no. Florida State is the Seminoles. That's yeah, Tallahassee. Is, oh, okay. Florida is Gainesville. Gainesville. That's the Gators. Yeah, and and well, both, Florida State's both either, teams are, are having issues this year. They got to bring back, what's his name, Bowden? Uh, Bobby Bowden? For Florida State, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's a little old. Uh, yeah. Now, he's a little old. But anyway, DeSoto, who really... He went up and down the middle of the modern-day United States and well, southeast. Mississippi River. Mississippi River. That's where he's noted yeah. for. I don't know about anything about this. I wouldn't even call him a conquistador. I, I, that's what grabbed me about, okay, why is he even listed I've as a conquistador? Heard, yeah. Yes, he did conquer a place, so I guess he is a... Listen, if you brought smallpox and but killed he's a no bunch Cor- of Indians... He's no Cortez. No, he's no, no Pizarro, right, okay? Right. Don't make DeSoto to be out some bad guy. We've got lots of nice towns named after him all up and down the yeah, Midwest. Not even Henry Hudson, in my view. Yeah. 1600, uh, the earliest surviving opera gets its I, yeah. premiere. Now, see, I, I, now this is the, the trivia question. If they ask you the trivia question, what was the first opera? It was Jacopo, the same guy, Jacopo Perry. Jacopo Perry. That's Daph- a nice name. Daphne. Daphne? But I guess it didn't survive. Well, right. this one is called. That was earlier than Eurydice. 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 Yeah. yeah, the opera's name is Eurydice. Uh, it first performed in Florence. And also, if you're scoring at home, it signifies the Baroque period getting its start. Um, you ever seen this one? No, You're an opera I guy. Think I can sit yeah. through this one. I'd yeah. see, I'd but op- I mean, it's the first watch, one. I'd rather watch Carmen. When 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 is the high point of opera? Uh, when does it reach Verdi. the zenith? Ver- Verdi. Verdi. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Puccini, Wagner. If you like uh, yeah. you know, that kind of shit, a lot of fire and brimstone. And- yeah, I don't know. I can't take. He's got good music. It's no, just, I mean, if you're in plots. a helicopter in yeah. Vietnam right. coming in. To attack a village, I think Wagner right. fits the bill. If you're going to drop napalm, that's music to drop napalm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Coppola understood that and used it accordingly. Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to play Puccini while you're No. Killing, See, it's not going to have kids, the same effect, is children. it? No. You've been watching Vietnam? Yeah, I watched uh, the first episode last night. Last I go, night. I went back and started at the beginning. And uh, it, if you know nothing about Vietnam, I think it's an excellent primer. It, it's very hard for me to follow. Yeah, you know all the. I got to get the, some the books. All the different ways Ho Chi Minh went and everything like that. Uncle Ho. Yeah, but you know, my dad always did say he was allied with the Americans for you know a long time, and then yeah, oh yeah, you know it. The whole deal goes south. Yeah, he only turned commie later. Well, he turned commie early. Well, he wanted the French out of there, but I don't think he no, was, no, no, he no. Died no. You go, go, wa- go watch. No, he studied in Moscow. Moscow. He also studied in Paris too. Yeah, and he got into the Socialist Party in France there. Well, they're then, all social. We're all socialists now. They then he went off to Moscow, and then they sent him back to Vietnam to get communism yeah. up and running. So he was even in the 1920s, 1930s. He's a communist. Okay, then I hate him even more. But he's an American. You know, uh, uh, ties, and he's, you know, he viewed the Japanese uh, who were occupying Vietnam the same way he viewed the French, won them the hell out. All right. Well, that has nothing to do with Jacopo Perry. Yeah, I don't know how we got to Ho Chi Minh from Jacopo Perry, but we did. 1683, speaking of an invasion. Yeah, this is German Day, I saw. It is German Day. Uh, October 6th is uh, basically National German Day in the United States because this is the date. In 1683, when Germantown, Pennsylvania was founded, and this is the first major immigration of German people to America. Now, of course, they didn't come on October 6th. They were already here, but it's the founding of Germantown. I wonder if Red Shandings and uh, Whitey Herzog and those guys are celebrating today. 
we never celebrated this day where I grew up, and I grew up in a 99.9% German community. Okay. I wish we had sided with the Germans in World War One. Things would have been a lot better. I can tell you the people where I grew up weren't sweating the outcome of World War One. Yeah, well, I mean, that's we should have stayed out of it in the first place. What the hell are we doing and getting? And in fact, at that point, a lot of people had relatives on the other side still. Yeah, of course. You know, because they were just one. Well, you go to jail for speaking German. Well, yeah. Well, in this area, and we do the show up in the St. Louis area, folks. St. Louis and the surrounding communities of St. Louis as early as... Let me rephrase that. As late as the 1910s, the teens, had exclusive German language schools where the kids went, they were taught and they were taught in German. And, you know, so when everyone says, you know, oh, assimilation, assimilation. Yeah, not so much. When the school is German and they're speaking German in the school as the first language, um, that's not assimilation. Assimilation occurred. That. No, I do, Armand, because assimilation occurred just from what you mentioned. What happened during World War One? Where all of a sudden, not fashionable to be German. Yeah, but I, I, when you're talking about assimilation, I don't think these kids did not ever learn to speak English. No, they eventually yes, learned they to speak now. English, but they yeah. were not going to English language schools. There were lots of German language schools. Well, that's all right. You know what they mean. My wife's great uncles spoke German till their dying days. Now, of course, they were in their you know, upper nineties and or one hundred, but they were, they were. As long as they don't take welfare, you can't have open borders in a welfare state. I don't care what people speak if that's what they. No, want they to were speak. American citizens by then. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, they were immigrants or second or you know or first generation. Right. Yeah. Well, hardworking came here to. Earn no, no, money. they're what, definitely what, what look, language they spoke. Most of them went to the mines anyway. Look, probably coal. Uh, in my community, yeah, it was two choices: uh, coal mining in in yeah. the southern Illinois region. Uh, also, southern Missouri region areas like Bismarck and uh, you know not the Ozarks, but you know well, communities that, along the Mississippi River. Um, you well, know, that's the point I'm trying to make. And uh, it's not immigration per se. It's not even language per se, or even assimilation per se. It's coming here and well, you know, German, Milton Friedman. German communities are always uh, fine, fine, you are, guys, and Spanish Hispanic communities are fine too. But you cannot give them welfare. That's the problem. Can't have open borders and a welfare state. I don't state. know. Why are you on this? We're talking about the German well, heritage of our country, well, which is a about, hu- Yeah, I think you're talking about – I thought you were bringing up immigration in general when you're talking about assimilation. assimilation. No, I'm just saying today Sim- when you – and everybody gets yelled at. There's no assimilation. There hey, isn't. No, you're right. But there wasn't back then until it had to happen. I don't think it's – yeah, I don't think it was as uh, isolated as you, as you claim. Well, if and if it did, it takes time. It okay. takes time. Okay, it takes a couple of generations. That's why we stopped immigration, nineteen twenty-four. So if you're going to take that tack, fine. It, it, and you say, look, nineteen twenty-four, we shut down immigration, so yes. because we had to assimilate these people, and it takes a generation or two. I think it takes okay. a f- full generation. Then why or two. do we? Well, we, we're not going to do that now. That's not. A, that's not even. And illegal, even legal immigration, we have a million a year, yeah. which is more than the rest of the world combined. It's still not enough. What do you mean it's still not enough? Well, not for the lefties. we got to have more. I, have I been saying we should have more? Did I say you were a lefty? I do think we should have taken Syrian women and children. Who How were, many? I don't know. 500? Well, we, we couldn't have taken 5,000. We couldn't no. have emptied out of camp. No, you, you make the camp safe so you don't have to come here. That's mm. what you do. You send people there. 
right? So they don't get bombed and strafed, and you give them food and shelter and clothing. They're still that's li- what you should do. They're still living. What in the tents? hell's a UN about? Well, then why is it, why do we have a UN? Well, that's another question, Armand, isn't it? Yes, it is question will never be answered so they can go rape african women that's why we have a u.n so the german immigration uh to this country i mean the effect is profound you're good people you know as is the italian immigration the french immigration polish um other eastern european russian and you know slavics um but you notice that the lefties don't want them coming here who who the ukrainians Ukrainians? anybody checks because they they, you know if they come here they're not going to vote democrat now, I mean, I'm not saying, and the Republicans probably don't want them either because they're not going to work for $2 a day either. Oh, no. So that's why no. both parties, they don't want any Eastern yeah. Europeans. Because, the, well, I mean, it's a higher standard of living. Yeah. Than, you get it? Yeah. So that's why we want Costa Ricans. Yes, because they, they yeah. will accept. They'll vote Democrat and they'll vote and they'll work real cheap. Yeah. So we got both sides. Yeah. You, both got, sides. you got both sides covered. Yeah. Except for you and me who have to pay the taxes to, to educate their kids and to pay for their health insurance. It's not just you and me taxpayers and yes. you're in a higher bracket than i am which you keep telling me no sorry you should work harder <laughs> well, you should why don't you pull yourself up by your bootstraps armon 1723 my jock strap <laughs> <laughs> but ben- that hurts benjamin franklin arrives in that? Didn't somebody get a, who got a who got killed by having a, a real bad noogie had to go to the hospital you mean an atomic wedgie yeah a bad one <laughs> Well, this is a hydrogen bomb wedgie oh jeez messed up his rectum H-bomb. some athlete Oh, I don't know. Anyway, things got pretty rough in that locker room. 1723, Benjamin Franklin arrives in Philly at the age of 17. Okay, There's a seminal moment in American history. Was he flying his kite? What, what's not what, yet. What's he's so not. seminal here? Well, I, I don't know. How does the American history develop without Franklin being on the scene? He probably had hair. He didn't have, you know, he didn't have his bifocals. No, he hadn't Nobody. invented them yet. He's a callow young man. Probably horny though. Oh, I he bet he was. Women. I bet he was. Because he, you know, if 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 he's oh, a man. horny old guy, he was oh, definitely God. a horny young guy. Randy. And we know this guy was one Randy gentleman when he went to France. Goatish, bathing with French women, I ain't loving it. The, anyway. well, that's that's diplomacy. Now Nixon had ping pong diplomacy, but they never coined Franklin's, yeah. did they? Bathtub ding, diplomacy, ding dong diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now he played uh, he played a Berlusconi's game with him. Oh, that would have been an with the African women. Remember that bunga bunga? Oh jeez, <laughs> Berlusconi and twenty naked African women. Jesus, <laughs> jumping a pool, playing bunga bunga. It's a great name for a game. Oh god, it's bunga bunga bunga. You hear about Harvey Weinstein speaking? Yeah, of, how are you going to defend him? Nobody's going to defend him. He's a he's a, a reprehensible wow. person. Ooh. Jesus. And what a hypocrite. What a hypocrite. Now, he and the other dude, um, now, I'll say this about the congressman. Now, he's got a brother, isn't it? The Weinstein brothers? I wonder what he's up to. I don't know. Look into him, too. But the uh, the congressman, now, at least. Menendez? No. The congressman who uh, told the mistress, go get an abortion, at least he he said, I screwed up. I'm resigning. Okay. Now, I don't think you can do it. You know, I heard someone, well, at least he did it with class. No, it's not classy. He just, he owned it. Did it with a plum. He did. He owned it and he took response. Weinstein puts out something that's not even an apology. I was looking at that. As a matter of fact, Weinstein, it's insulting. It's insulting to everybody. You got to... Well, punch it up. I wasn't even, I wasn't even uh, harassed by Weinstein and I'm insulted. What a, what a jackass. What are they going to do to him? He's a big shot liberal donor. You know, so they're not going to do anything to this guy. Uh, well, did he? 
He's 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 got settlements. I don't. Who's the hypocrite? Is that what's her name? That big mouth, uh, the actress that he supposedly harassed and didn't do anything about it. Which one was it? No, I don't know. Several, but this gal, the one that's coming out, you know, wants to shoot Trump and blow up the White House and all that. Kathy Griffin? No, 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 uh, no. It's an actress, not not a not a, not a comedian, idiot. Um, who is it anyway? Well, we'll just look it up. All right, Weinstein. I'm sure it'll come up. Harassment victims. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now he's been doing this for what decades? Supposedly? Oh yeah, decades. Boy, you seen that guy? He's an ugly dude. Well, that's what money in a, yeah, in, a in a Hollywood studio oh, do yeah. for you. He does much better than I do. Good I'm handsome. Grief. So I've been told. My mother loved me, but she died. Yeah. What's that from? I don't know. HUD. Oh, you've been Amazing. quoting a lot of HUD in recent in fact, weeks. Said, My mama loved me, but she died. On this date in 1789, uh, Louis XVI uh, goes ahead and returns to Paris from Versailles. All the Parisian women had come out the day before oh, on the them 5th. again. Yep. So Louis gets in the carriage and, and he leaves Versailles. All right. And uh, and he's gone. All right. No, they, well, they put him up with. I think he's at the Tuileries. Man, he's still. He's, he's still in got jail, nothing. basically, yeah. and he's laid but up. But his there. nice digs, though. Him and uh, Scotty Beckett. Him and Marie Antoinette and yeah. Scotty Beckett. Yeah. What do you think they did? Played cribbage or? They had a good time. It wasn't that bad. Right up until they tried the, to escape. Right up until the guillotine. Well, they tried to escape. Well, that was a bad move. Yeah. And they would have, except his face was on a coin. That's bizarre. I, I think I know this That's guy. It's one of the most. It's a great story. Huge coincidences Watch in Marie history. Marie Antoinette with Norma Shearer. Yeah. Uh, 1884, our Naval War College for the United States is founded in Newport, Rhode Island. Was oh, that where it is? Yeah. Okay. Now, the Naval Academy yeah, Annapolis, is at Annapolis, the War College, um, which I'm fascinated by. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated. I would love to sit in and, like, audit a class there and yeah, just— what was some, There was some controversy about—controversy about the war cost. Somebody said we didn't need it or something? No, or we do. We do need well, it. Well, somebody was tactics and stra- tactics. Strategy and how to deploy the tactics to, oh, I know what it was. I to was meet reading, that strategy are always needed. I was reading an article and it was pretty scathing about the Naval War College after those you know those ships were hitting things and sinking people out in yeah. you know in the Pacific. Yeah, they're, they're saying what the hell are they teaching these guys at Naval War College? Apparently, it's more uh, to be you know uh, to be uh, transgender uh, sympathetic, etc. Like you know. The, the, the thrust of the argument or the thrust of the article was at the Naval War College they're doing more social mechanics or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh. than actual naval maneuvers. Let's, and that's how we're turning out a bunch I want of idiots. My, I want my boys studying Nelson. No, they're not studying. I want my guy studying Mahan. The, Mahan. Remember the, that guy? The guy who Nelson studied? No, we want Mahan, the guy that uh, – remember we were talking about him? The, the influence of naval power on yeah, the, yeah. that guy. Yeah, That's the most influential naval book, that one that uh, uh, Fisher and Jellicoe and those guys mm-hmm. were all reading. That's what I want. Get I No, it's like – they're, they're trying to okay. trying to talk about you know like I said being gender neutral etc. One more before we do birthdays. 1927. The uh, and this is a big one. This is affects the entertainment that we. I'm know a little mammy. You come from Alabama. Let me play you a clip of the first ever talkie released on this date in 27. The jazz singer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute. I tell you. You ain't heard nothing. You want to hear Toot 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 me? All right. Hold on. Hold on. No, listen. Has he got his black face on? No. And the third chorus, I whistle. Now give it to him hard and heavy. Now I got to say, the sound in the first talkie? Yeah, it's Vitaphone. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Thanks to Sam Warner, who died the day before. Don't cry. 
it was uh, released. The little choo-choo train, that takes me away from you. I can see in 27 why people would have been absolutely thrilled by this. Well, you know, it didn't put an end to the silence quite yet. I mean, first of all, it cost a lot of money to rig these theaters for that. So yeah, to retrofit theaters. Yeah, so a lot of them didn't. A lot of them ran it silent without any. You know, it kind of defeats the purpose. But it did save Warner Brothers because they were. There you go. Oh, you know, here, here's your mammy. Let me see if this will pop. I want Swanee. I want Swanee. I like that song. Mammy. Okay. Mammy. Hell, <laughs> Schultz. Mammy. Who was he married to? He had a famous wife. Can I ask you something? I, I don't... Why did they? What's the blackface about? Why? Why are oh, they going out? That's kind of an Americana thing. The Winslow shows. Okay, but why? Yeah, he's married to Ruby Keeler. Did you know that? No, I like Ruby Keeler. Thirty second, Forty uh, Second Street. That was just. See, that's you're judging people by the times of today. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. Would you have a big problem with black people going on stage with white faces on? I wouldn't. Let me tell you, really Eddie Murphy's bit from Saturday yeah, Night Live funny. when he went in white face about New York City yes. is one of the greatest things ever. How about that when, movie, White Girls? When, they actually made a movie. Oh, I know. When, okay, was but, anybody when offended? Eddie gets on the bus and the last black guy gets off, he goes, "When no black people are around, white people just give things to each other." <laughs> It's hilarious. It's funny. When Joey Bishop was doing the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. roast, remember? Because Sammy Davis was getting on a bus. The driver said, get in the back. He said, hey, I'm Jewish. He says, get off. <laughs> that's a great joke. <laughs> now, that's funny, Joe. That was hilarious. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, he did a, that on a roast. Yeah, Sammy Davis perfect, roll. Sammy man. was rolling. That is perfect. But now is anybody offended by that? That's funny. That would, nowadays, God, you get the Jews and the blacks and everybody else. I don't know, Armand. Comedy oh, Central. You, if you've seen these Comedy Central roasts, it is no holds barred. Yeah, but they're not funny. They're just like no. I dirty. think uh, they. Well, oh, they are. Dicks I, they stuff, are man. dirty. Yeah, it's not salacious. But I do think they get off great zingers. Good. I'm glad. Well, uh, who was who was talking about that? The death of comedy. You can't. Uh, well, Seinfeld won't Seinfeld do comedy or? on. Uh, he won't do stand up on college campus anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people are too. There's a lot. Right. Yeah. You're they're gonna not going to beat up. They're not. Well, they, who wants to go in front of a crowd that's just unresponsive? Well, they'll respond. I don't well, think they'll respond, respond in the yeah. manner you wish them to. They're not going to laugh. All right. Let's see who was like our show. We're irreverent. Totally correct. But hilarious. Yes. All ten of our listeners said so. More than 10. Oh, really? You'll be glad to know. Uh, Who was born today? George Westinghouse? Oh, yeah. Mr. Uh, He was, yeah, he hooked up with Tesla. He did. Got the AC and alternating current. That's why the big thing that made him was uh, the Columbian Exposition. That's right. uh, 1893 in Chicago. And little did he know, a guy was running around that thing murdering people. people. Right. Yeah, my movie. And then I think uh, Little Egypt was over there taking her clothes off. Mm. Everything was better than. Uh, making a bigger stir than AC. Now, actually, I was trying to look up if he screwed Tesla as badly as uh, our friend uh, Edison. Edison. Yeah, I think he probably did too, because Tesla was so stupid. 
on the business, business front, side, yeah. unfortunately. But he probably he, so he probably got a time machine. And the 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 founding company is the Westinghouse Air Brake Company. Well, that's what he made his yeah uh, the air brakes for um, railroads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which what, was vital. Yeah, <laughs> that made his he made his bones doing that. Yeah. But uh, my God, what a brand name his name turned into through the what would you think three quarters of the twentieth century. I guess. Is there still Westinghouse? Can you go is. get a Westinghouse fridge I today? I don't, I don't think so. Man. Boy, my grandmother has a fridge that I still have my eye on for my beer fridge. It's one of those uh, cool spots from like 1951. It's vintage too, oh, wow. and it it is mint. Well, they say it yeah. is just mint condition. If you're if you're uh, if you're concerned about global warming, the best way to uh, the most efficient way to save carbon emissions, yeah, get a new refrigerator. They say that sucks up more, you know, energy than any other appliance by far. I have a new refrigerator in our house. Oh, yes, go. we do. We do. I like. I like. I like it very much. Uh, 1888, the French soldier and pilot. He is a, a Nobel Prize. He's a war hero. His name's Roland Georges Garros. George. Roland George Garros. Yeah. Better known uh, for the tennis stadium that's named yeah. after him for the he's French a, Open. He's a flying ace. Yeah. I think he's the first French ace. And he, of course, was killed in 1918 well, in World War I. Most aces are, you know. 1908, Carol Lombard born. He got his ace trumped. It's funny, huh? Yeah. Carol Lombard? That's a Tom, fan. Tom Swifty. That is a Swifty. Yeah, she's funny. Gable loved her because uh, you know she had a dirty mouth and liked to go hunting with him. And well, apparently they were both. Not to uh, like. They were both extras in Ben Hur, the silent Ben Hur from kinda, twenty, yeah, 1925. They kind of ran into you know they're huh. nobodies and they ran into each other a few times and and they'd seen each other at parties never really quite because she was uh, married to William Powell, huh? okay, and uh, who whose main whose love of his life was Gene Harlow. I think he's buried next to her. They're in the same mausoleum next to each other. Hmm. So she divorced Powell, married Clark Gable. And first, uh, sir, first civilian casualty of the war, she was called because she ran into a mountain. Her plane <sighs> killed her. Uh, uh, I like uh, nothing sacred, and and uh, my man Godfrey. My man Godfrey. Yeah, uh, with with William Powell. Well, if you want to check those two yeah, out, funny uh, movies, man. go to thisdayinhistorypodcast.com. dot com. Frederick the- March was in. Uh, um, nothing sacred. Click the Amazon banner and uh, look for those two Carol Lombard movies. I might suggest, though, you look for uh, this next one. Happy birthday, uh, Britt Eklund. <laughs> Down, boy. <laughs> I got to look at my naked picture. Not my naked picture. Of this yeah, please. Thing. Let's. She's no Britt Eklund, but she's not bad. Well, we're talking about James Bond. This is uh, the man with the golden gun. She was uh, uh, good night. Remember, she got stuck in the trunk. Yeah, she did. Or a boot, as, as they say in England. What a baby face she was, oh, man. She's pretty, man. I man, like alive. He threw her in the closet and he banged Maude Adams. She had to listen. Mm. Your time will come. I remember as a kid, um, because, you know, just because. Do you know Christopher m- Lee was Ian Fleming's cousin? No kidding. Yeah. Scaramanga? Man with the golden gun, right? Yeah. For some reason, she has to walk around for the majority of that movie that in that bikini. Oh, oh that, no kid. That's a good idea. And when I see that print, I instantly feel like I'm three or four years old again watching the Sunday night movie of the week. Because yeah. she's like, I mean, you know, look, you you, you couldn't just. Oh, God. But they, I mean, what are we going to do? Well, we're just going to parade her around in a bikini for about the whole film. Yeah. I was rubbing my waist against the TV set. Wow. I almost got in trouble once because a thing like this, you know, 
I went, I was three or four. I went and grabbed a camera and I was going to take pictures of the TV. So I'd have pictures of the girls on the All TV right, that well. I, my you're, mom did. You're a real man. My mom didn't like that. Yeah. She didn't like that at all. Yeah. That's, I think what'd she have to do with Peter Sellers? She was married to him. Okay. Lucky dog. Jeez. He was a weirdo. Yeah, he he was, was a weirdo. funny, but he was screwy. I don't know how, how but man, what a body she had. What the, it's the eyes, dude. Look at the, I mean, just. I'm not looking at her eyes. I, uh, what a. It, turn, sh- shut the eyes and pull out the headlights. And she was uh, with Rod Stewart? Oh, yeah. Well, that figures. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to mention something about. Well, let me get back to the events. The jazz singer. We were talking about Neil Dime. Are we done with our. Well, I'll keep going. Yeah, we'll finish birthdays here. Tony uh, Dungy. O- only a couple. Uh, Tony Dungy, the uh, football player and, of course, now, coach. Is he the only black man to win the Super Bowl? No, no. Well, who else did? Oh, Mike Tomlin has oh. uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, what was that? Was uh, that the was that the what well, was the no, Super Bowl the, where they had the first two black well, Indianapolis versus Chicago, which okay. is Tony Dungy, okay. Lovey Smith, Lovie Smith, who yeah. uh, now is the coach at uh, was he the first University of Illinois? First black coach. Yeah, the Super I don't know. Uh, yeah, he was. Okay. Well, there's your trivia question. And I, I got to read his book. He's got a pretty good book. Supposedly. He's a good guy. Yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. I had a, uh, a gentleman I worked with who uh, came up from Tampa Bay. His name was Rob Weingarten. And uh, and uh, before he came up to St. Louis to work with us, uh, he had been part of the Tony Dungy show in Tampa. Um, well, he talks about, I think, in the book, self-reliance. Uh, totally, and, and totally. Working hard. It's not really all a foot, it's all not these a, values. It, yeah, it's not a football book. It's yeah. a... All these values that, uh, of course, now have This been, is a great man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, 19, totally discounted. 1957, Bruce Grabular, the uh, fabulous Liverpool goalkeeper. Oh, him. He was Zimbabwean when, when I uh, first was able to start watching well, soccer he, on a regular basis on TV. Gabular was the uh, I hope he got was paid the keeper. In, I hope he got paid in pounds sterling instead of Zimbabwean. He did. He, he did. He did. That Zimbabwe is where they, you know, they just wiped off like Oh, there's nine some, nine zeros yeah, off the currency. We're going to take all these zeros. Again. And uh, oil can Boyd. Oh yeah, name of him. the day for me. Good pitcher, Boston Red What's Sox. His real name. He's fun. I don't know. I don't want to know. Is he the real knuckleball name. guy? No, he he threw a That's lot of Wakefield. He wasn't threw it? yeah. He threw a lot of junk though. Yeah, and oil uh, can Boyd. But uh, he had kind of a uh, character. Wasn't he? Oh, he was a good character. He's fun to watch. Born in 1959. All right, back to the events oh, uh, as you yeah. mentioned. The jazz singer. Uh, we were talking about Neil Diamond. Yeah, now he tried. Well, you know, here's now, oh, now why Neil, did he try this? Neil Diamond actually got a Glo- Golden Globe uh, nomination as Best Actor and a Razzie as Worst Actor. That's amazing. He won the Razzie, but who is the only who is the only person to win a Razzie and a Golden Globe for the same part, in the same movie? It's an actress. Yeah, and it's probably one you probably guess if you. Can you think of any bad actresses? Shirley MacLaine. Shirley's not a bad actress. No, she's not, but I could see someone giving her a Razzie. Pia Zadora. Oh, God. (laughs) I forget which which part it was, but that's a great question. Pia Zadora. Yep. Oh, I think she was all four foot eight. Really? She's tiny? Oh, she's a tiny thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not bad looking. Oh, no, she's cute. Yeah. That was a weird... 
listen, my Britt Eklund, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, here, here. I got a little. Wow. Where's that bikini, though? It's gone. Oh, is that her now? Yeah. That can't be. No, that it's one. not now. This is her. No, no, the one in the middle. Is that Yeah, her? that's, yeah. Ooh, she's got that, she's got that Goldie Hawn look. Yeah, again. it's the. She looks like Charo. It's the, it's that whole generation of women who went to the early plastic yeah. surgery. Ooh, they got those duck lips. Wait, wait, wait for them to refine the process. Yeah, they don't have that kind of time. No, I know. Time is not their ally. Time is the enemy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're seeing Neil Diamond, that jazz singer that he then later 1980 did. 1980 version, yeah. It had Coming to America in it, though, right? Yeah. Well, well, the, well that the, was a good song. Well, the soundtrack made a lot more money than the movie did. The movie made like $6 million. The soundtrack made like $27 uh, million I can't imagine sitting through the movie. Yeah. Listen to it. Don't watch it. Right. There's there's the uh, there's right. a lesson in that one. Back to the events. And you know what? October 6th is a pretty light day, but there's a couple interesting ones. The uh, Egyptians launched their counterattack against uh, Israel with, with the Syrians, which leads us to the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Yeah. Egypt lost. So does Syria. Yeah. You can't just, be. You can't be. Just memo. Jews, man. Don't. They don't, got a great army. Don't be taking on the Israelis. I know. That's stupid. I wouldn't want to fight them. Just stop. They know Krav Maga and everything. Who's man. the last person to beat the Israelis? Uh, I think the was, Romans. I think it was Dagon from uh, the Book of uh, Prophet uh, <laughs> Judges from the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Babylonians. <laughs> you no, know, I think Samson got him back and pushed the <laughs> columns apart. The God Dagon. Remember the Cecil B. Cecil B. Oh. I'm trying to get uh, E to get us that movie. Don't look at him. Don't look at him, Master. Yeah, don't look. Uh, 77, hey, the first prototype of the uh, MiG-29, which is a plane of Armenian descent. Uh, uh, Tigranes the Great, but yeah. uh, Artemis uh, Mikoyan. So the MiG-29, essentially, Armand, is their answer to the F-15, F-14. That's not a very good answer. Uh, no, it's a good plane. Yeah, but the F-15 is better. Yeah, it is. But uh, I wonder what the bounty was to bring over the MiG-29. I'll take it because they were, you know, the bounty for the Foxtrot and the yeah. others was 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 hey, good. Was that Clint Eastwood move Firefox? Firefox, yeah, where they really got that super developed one, yeah. and he go and and you would think you would put the helmet on and you would just think what you want the plane to do, yeah, and but, it would do it. Yeah, but, but how then, did he think? Then, he didn't uh, think uh, in Russian. No, no, he got in and he realized that, and then he had to start thinking in Russian. Yeah, right. Well, that makes sense, I guess. So how'd they come up? Well, how'd they co- uh, overcome that plot device? That that plot hole. Did he speak Russian? Uh, he knew enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, he knew enough. And he, of course, he had to land. He had to land in the Arctic to refuel at one point. Oh, doesn't everyone? Yeah, yeah. And the submarine comes through the. Were they pump it through the periscope? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> completely. Yeah, I agonized days over completely one un- line. I know, completely implausible sure. plot. <laughs> land on an ice floe. But I re- Firefox, I was a fan. I liked a, it. Have seals spit gas. Oh, it. told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, we're gonna fill you up, and now you take off while the sure. while the other MIGs chase you all the okay all the way back to Alaska. Yes. Suspend your disbelief, folks. Yeah. Uh, Seventy nine. Pope John Paul II becomes the first pontiff to visit the White House. Okay. Is that what? When, is that the trip they put Hollywood? You know, instead of Hollywood, I the sign. I think it is. That might be. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Stay in the Vatican. What are you... No, get out. See the world. I don't know why. I guess. I don't know. People get shot doing that shit. Yeah, that's true. Is that they... guy still around, that Turk that tried to shoot him? I, think I they, don't know if he's still him, alive or not. Akka? What's that his name? Yeah. Akka? I mean, the Pope forgave him. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you're the Pope, you kind of got to do that, right? 
You just can't go in there and go, you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. What the? Kill that, him. That wouldn't look good. Well, you, that would be what we call today bad optics. If I were Pope. <laughs> well, if you were Pope, you'd be sending assassins like uh, I'd do it myself. Pope Paul V was doing. I'd kill him with the my other mitre. Day. Uh, 1981, tragic event. Well, Anwar Sadat. This is the date, October the sixth, that he is murdered by Islamic extremist in a in a parade stand review. Hand grenades at him, and I think only one went off, and then they fired some AK forty sevens, and you know. But he made a big mistake. The guy wanted peace. Can't have that. Camp David Accords. You know, cozying up to the Israelis. Yep. Trying to actually, you know, right proceed and and uh, make the Middle East something that everybody can uh, live with. Yeah. Rest easy upon? No, I can't have that. Blow them up. Is it the heat that just creates the strike? Is that it? I, I mean, don't know, what? man. They're nuts. I got to, there's a They're couple all things. Crazy over there. I got to imagine the intense heat, the lack of alcohol, and the lack of access well, to women. One month of one month a year, you got Ramadan. That can't be good for, you know, your disposition. Can't eat. No sex. There's a day anyway. As the great Charlie Wilson said, can we get the women and the booze in the same room together at the same time over here? Oh, that's uh, Charlie Wilson's war. Yeah, that's not engine Charlie Wilson. No, I think with a lot a of, guy. I think a lot of the problems. I'm dead serious. Can be can be solved. I don't know. Hey, they're, they're bad, they're bad with f- some gin and tonics and people Roman live in the Sahara. Are, they're not like this. I mean, I don't know to blame it on the climate. I don't, dude. Have you ever noticed though? Everywhere it's hot. There's always problems. Don't you think it'd be more miserable where it's cold? That's what es- I was. Eskimos think. don't kill anybody. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would think. In fact, you want to fire your weapon and keep you warm. Right. Let me fire the gun off so it heats up, and then I can yeah. put it inside my coat. So anyway, I don't. I don't blame it on that. Although global warming is more of a problem than you know Syria or bullshit. Or, it is. Well, tell Al Gore. I will Br- bring bring me the head of Al Gore, and I'll tell him. Yeah. What's he up to right now? Probably eating. No, shut up. Come on. You, he's you, gained a lot of weight. Has he? Well, yeah. He's no. a glutton. He's a cullen. Final event for me today, unless you got anything, Armand. The the gentleman who uh, circumnavigated the globe uh, huh. under his own power. What do you have? Some kind of flying machine? Yeah, he it? pedaled. Yeah, but all it, the it way. Flew, huh? Yeah, of course you it fly. Could be going very fast. Nope, you fly with the jet stream though. Yeah, helps. That helps. All right. But his name was Jason Lewis, and he uh, completed it on October the sixth, two thousand and seven. Good for him. All right, who died today? Well, I got you miss a couple. Who'd I miss? Who'd well, I miss? 1536, William Tyndale, who we were talking hey, about he yesterday. translated the uh, Bible yeah, well, into they didn't English. Yeah, like his translation, so, they, uh, so he had to get the hell out because oh. Henry VIII wanted to kill him. But he was born on this date? No, he died. Oh, he died. Well, this, we, is, this is what happened. I'm trying to tell you how he died. He, he gets the hell out of England because Thomas More is pissed. Everybody's pissed at him. Yeah. He's anti-Henry uh, VIII's annulment of his marriage. Sure. So they want to find this guy. So he's hiding in Antwerp, and some guy, I think his name was Henry Phillips. Hey, uh, hey want a hot tip? First, he borrows two pounds off him, and then he turns him over. Never borrow money when you're on the lamb. To the end. No, he he uh, he lent it. He lent it to the guy. Oh, geez. Yeah, he lent it out, and then he turned him in, and uh, who did he give him to? The Inquisition. What a show. The yep. Inquisition. So Here they, we go. So they tie him to the stake, right? They're going to burn him? Yes. Yeah, no, they, they showed mercy. They strangled him first and then burned him. So the poor guy's tied to the stake, and they strangle him, and then they burn him. So that's your Inquisition. He died today. This happened in Belgium. Yeah, All because he translated Antwerp. the Bible no, into English. Netherlands, Antwerp. Oh, okay. Uh, 1892. Isn't Antwerp in Belgium today? No, it's in the Netherlands. It's uh, 
It's the uh, main port of uh, the Holland. Uh, 1892, Lord Nelson. I mean, not Lord Nelson. Lord Tennyson. Alfred Lord Antwerp Ten- is a port city on Belgium's River Scheldt. I thought it was in, well, okay, I'm wrong. Well, if it's in, is it Belgian River? I guess it is. I don't know. I thought Belgium, what did I think was Belgium was landlocked? Well, the main cities of, I guess it would be, because the main cities of Netherlands are Rotterdam, Amsterdam. Okay. Well, I would have straightened it out anyway. So. Good. Yeah. All right. Stop gloating. All right. Uh, Lord Tennyson, Alfred Lord Tennyson, one of oh. my favorite poets. What date? What date did he die on? 1892. 1892. Yeah. Buried in Westminster? Yeah. Of okay. course. I was going to say, I, thought, I think I've stood at the marker for Longest Tennyson. reigning poet laureate. Now, some people say... Is, now, does the Queen name the Poet Laureate, or who... who? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I think they think he got it because uh, uh, Prince Albert was a good buddy of his. But, you know, when Prince Albert died, Queen Victoria was kind of, you know... She well, she went into black, mourning forever. Yeah. Well, she read in uh, in memoriam for Arthur Hallam, okay. uh, his best friend. Yes. Uh, and gave her comfort, I guess. Oh, good. So said, hey, bring him over here, and she liked him. And okay. They met a couple times. Are you going to see that movie, by the way? Is that, is that Judy Dench playing? Uh, was that Victorian Abdul? Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, no, my mom will see it, I'll and uh, I'll, I'll it wait up. for it to yeah. be on Netflix. Hell, he'll have it before it's out of the theaters for it, us. Yeah, we'll pirate it. Nah, let's get a pirate copy. Come on, if you're if we're pirating, yeah, Judy Dench films, we got that's issues. our lives. Yeah. <laughs> we got issues. If that's what. We're doing. All right. Well. We're having fantasies about Britt Eklund 45 years ago. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll let that slide. 19. Charge uh, of the Light Brigade, of course, is my favorite. Tennyson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Loxley yeah. Well, you love the too. Crimean War, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. Once More Into the Breach. No, that's not it. That's, what, that's what, from Henry what, V. Oh, that's what's uh, what, Much More Into the Breach, Dear Friends. Friends. Or Close Up the Walls with Our English Dead. Mm-hmm. In Peace, Nothing So Becomes a Man as Modest Stillness and Humility. Ah, boy. 1951, the founder of the Kellogg on Company. Noble, guns to the right of them, guns to the left of them, guns. That's uh, I on. There's not to question why. There's but to do and die. die. That's charge of the light brigade. Okay. And is that where we get jokers to the left of me, jokers to the right, and I'm stuck in the middle with you? Uh, you'll have to ask Steeler's Wheel, right? <laughs> I'll cut your ear off next time I listen. Remember Reservoir Dogs? Is that... Right. Is that Steeler's Wheel? We, Steeler's Wheel, right? I thought it was ELO. Stuck in the mi- no. Stuck in the middle with you, right? Is that the name of the song? Yeah. That's Steeler's Wheel, right? Well, I'll look it up. That's All the right. one. That's the song that uh, Michael Madsen was playing while he cut the guy's ear off in uh, um, Reservoir Dogs. Stuck in the middle with you. Doo-doo. Yep, Steeler's Wheel. Good call, Armand. All right. Okay, where are we now? Well, I got William Kellogg, who was the founder of the Kellogg Company. Full well, you know name. what cornflakes were made for? Uh, sheep? No, for for men, so they wouldn't jerk off. It was supposed to be some kind of what? Yeah, it was supposed to be to, to keep uh, cereal was made. Did you I say think, that the I other think day? The cornflakes were made. Yeah, I think they were initially to to uh, kind of burnish people's libidos. Mm. Yep. Okay. Well, Will Keith Kellogg, his full name, that's the founder of the Kellogg Company. Battle Creek, Michigan. Battle Creek, Michigan. Also donated what became the Kellogg School of Business at I think he was in Northwestern University out of that uh, family. Uh, we mentioned on War Sadat in 1981. 
1989, Betty Davis, the American legend, passes away. I remember seeing her last appearance on The Tonight Show where uh, she came out and um, they had to they had to push all the rest of the guests because it was obvious she just wasn't going to leave. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she did the whole show. Oh. When The Tonight Show, anybody, uh... I think, was a full – it might have still been 90 minutes at that point. Do you remember that? Oh, 90 minutes. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think she might have gone the whole time. And, and, John, and Johnny was pretty enthralled. And you know, well, she was that Dick Cavett's on uh, YouTube that interview with her. Yeah, I mean, and she killed it. And she she, was she was up there in age. This is probably early mid '80s when she did it. She had some notable feuds: Miriam Hopkins, (laughs) uh, uh, obviously Joan Crawford. Uh, So. Yeah, here we go. This is speaking of uh, cornflakes. The legend of cornflakes goes back to the late 19th century with a team when a team of Seventh Day Adventists. You know, if they're inventing stuff, began to develop new foods to adhere to the vegetarian diet recommended by the church. But I've also, now John Henry, John Harvey Kellogg, superintendent of Battle Creek Sanitarium in Michigan, and an Adventist, used these recipes as part of a strict vegetarian reg- regimen for his patients, which also included no alcohol, tobacco, or caffeine. But I think, I, I really do think that he, somewhere, I, I read that this was to keep, he thought it would be an anti aphrodisiac. To, you know, to keep you know keep boys from doing Ugh. nasty things to themselves. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Betty Davis, Peter, uh, Peter, Peter. Nobody could ever figure out where that came from because even she said, "I don't even know." Because nobody, I didn't say it in any uh, in any movie. So I was looking it up. It looks like they got it from not the letter, but uh, the Great Lie with Mary Astor, which is the one Mary Astor won the Academy Award for. She said a letter from Peter. So. But she even said Pete. She didn't say Pita. But if you if you watch people, even on her, if you watch her roast. They're doing that? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, the other one was, now this is interesting, when they did uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, remember? Yeah. She goes, what a dump. <laughs> remember that? Yes. Well, if you watch her, she says, what a dump. She doesn't say that. But after that, she kept saying it. She was imitating an imitator imitating her. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, right. So, what a dump. Uh, that's from uh, Beyond the Forest. And and what's the most famous? It's going to well, be a bumpy night? That's from All About Eve. I'd say maybe I'd kiss you, but i just wash my hair. <laughs> that's from Cabin in the Cotton. Uh, was she in The the Heiress? No, that was Olivia de Havilland. That was de Havilland, okay. She won the Academy Awards. She won her Academy Awards for Dangerous and Jezebel. And she wanted to win real bad for uh, um, the one with Joan Crawford, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. She, uh, she was nominated and Joan wasn't. Right. And she wanted to be the first. That would have made her the first to win three. Uh, and, you know, Betty, she wanted to be first. So on the night of the Oscars, apparently, Joan was campaigning against her big time. Didn't want her to win. And Anne Bancroft wins. And then, for the miracle worker? Yeah. And then so she pushes. Apparently, Betty's standing there in the wings or waiting, or waiting to get it or whatever. And Joan pushed her aside. I have to go collect my, have to go collect an Oscar, excuse me, just to rub it in, you know. Yeah, those two hated each other. Wow. But anyway, she uh, they didn't really know what to do with her. When she was a 20th Century Fox, because at first she's like this platinum blonde, and she's supposed to be like a Jean Harlow, but she's just not that good looking. No, she's un- she's uniquely pretty. Kind of, you know. But she's, yeah, she's not a. Yeah, she's no be- raving beauty. She's not a bombshell oh, no. pinup. Not like, you know, well, like Hedy Lamar or even, you know, Rita Hayworth. She right. wasn't that kind of woman. No. Or even uh, Ida Lupino or uh, mm-hmm. Olivia de Havilland. Right. And so they started, took her to Warner Brothers, and they figured out, well, she can't act. But uh, the myth is that she was supposed to be in Gone with the Wind with Errol Flynn, but yeah. that's not true. And they didn't do it because they hated each other, mm. which they did. 
If you watch um, uh, Private Lives of Elizabeth in Essex, and she smacks Errol Flynn. Real, she real smack. Laid him, yeah, she almost <laughs> laid him out because she's wearing all these rings on her, these big, like, you know, big rings. And she's just got the wet. costume rings on. Yeah, yeah, and they had to do it again because she almost knocked him down. <laughs> so they're going to do another take, and he goes to her dressing room. You hit me, I'm going to knock you out. But anyway, supposedly like 40 years later, because Betty Davis, this guy can't act. I don't want him in my, you know, I don't want him in my movie. Because she's like real serious, always yeah. working hard. Yeah. Flynn's, you know. Uh, he's a, off. Oh, him. he's like, yeah, you go, to his, you go to his dressing room and he's got like a 12-inch prosthetic dick in his hand. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff he was doing. Putting tarantulas in uh, Olivia de Havilland's underwear. And uh, so they didn't get along real well. But like 40 years later, supposedly the story is Olivia de Havilland says she was watching uh, – <laughs> Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex with uh, Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, you know, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't half bad. And so Olivia said, I think Errol would have liked to have heard that. <laughs> but anyway, that's my favorite actor. Oh, wow. And Nin- she, she had, obviously, she had a big problems with Jack Warner. They didn't get along. Yeah. She, she yeah. was getting lousy scripts, quit, getting sued, get come back. She was fighting, you know, this star system. But uh, I guess All About Eve is probably the best my favorite, Betty Davis. Yeah, yeah. But uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane's pretty good too, and Jezebel. Jezebel. Well, which is another reason she probably didn't get gone with the wind because it's basically the same part. You know, southern, you know, Southern, southern Belle. Yeah, Southern bitch. Well, I said Belle. You said well. I think they're synonymous. Debutante. Let's go with that. Southern lady mm. of questionable morality. Of of right. Yeah. The they look on the up and up, but behind the scenes they're a complete train wreck. Uh, anyway, don't worry. The universities of the South are still filled with those types today. Hey, what kind of what kind of racial comment is that? It's not nothing racial at all. I love Southern women. I love that accent. Oh, you can let them. Yeah, they'll they'll talk to you forever. Oof. Well, yeah, you have to stifle them. Well, eventually. Stifle. Nineteen ninety seven. Johnny Vandermeer. He passed away. Claim to fame. Armand. Two two no hitters. Back to row. back, baby. Yeah. Back to back. Amazing that feat. 38, 1938. Mm-hmm. I think it was. 1999, Gorilla Monsoon. I don't know what he's noted for. Well, he's an American wrestler. He had a good voice. Sportscaster. Yeah, I remember that. 2000, Richard Farnsworth passed away. Actor. Yeah. And in 2006, the uh, American ball player and a manager from the Negro Leagues, Kansas City legend for the Monarchs. And he really claim, uh, came to national prominence in Ken Burns' baseball documentary, Buck O'Neill. Okay. And uh, what was he? What did he play? What? What, what position? I don't know. I know probably about the a little guy. bit of everything. Hey, who won the game last night? I guess Boston lost, right? No, I don't That's know. Good. I don't the pay Yankees, attention. The Yankees lost too. Good. good. Yeah. I did see the kid Trevor Bauer threw it. Through a real good game. He had a no-hitter going when I fell asleep yeah. in the fifth inning yeah, or fourth that, inning. I saw that kid pitch in college. He's a UCLA guy. You should like him. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I saw him pitch at UCLA uh, against Arizona once. A Bruin. Yeah. 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 He's a Bruin. Yeah. And uh, he's a Southern California kid, too, as well. I think Oh, I think he went to either Hart or uh, someplace up in uh, Santa Clarita Valley. Okay, well. A lot of good ball players. So it's going to be the Dodgers in Cleveland? Uh. Could be, could you know, well the be. Astros are pretty tough, huh? No, they are. They are. As long as not Boston or New York. Yeah, yeah. Let's. let's I want the Yankees, let's, and I don't want to. Uh... Let's cut that out. Let's cut that. Now out. cut that out. All right. All right. Anything else, Armand? October six. I think that's a wrap. Uh, just one more thing. Yes. Global warming's a hoax. Okay, you got it in. 
Well done. Well done. I don't know. You don't have a date on that, but... Uh, My date is a hoax. Uh, so, subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or any major podcast outlet, and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. We will be back with you on October the 9th, so when that date rolls around, we will be here to tell you about it at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 